How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. On 95.7. The game. And of course, Warriors wrap up is brought to you by Arlo Smart Home Security. The Golden State Warriors with a big win down in New Orleans, 118 to 92. If this was a fight, they would have called it early. Because the Golden State Warriors came out, took it to the Pelicans. Pelicans had a comeback. But then after halftime, it was all Golden State Warriors. What an impressive win in the third quarter. 33-19 to in the third quarter, and this thing was over. Chris Townsend, Matt Steinmetz, Daryl the Guru Johnson. We're taking your phone calls at 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. Guys, we said after this one, we said we're going to find out one of two things. This series is over, or we're going to have a real fight. Well, the Pelicans didn't have the fight. And the Warriors are coming home looking to wrap this series up, Matt, on Tuesday. Yeah, I think the Pelicans meant well. I, I think they they were ready to play, but they just got ambushed by the Warriors. And that's what can happen. Golden State made five of its first seven three-pointers. And to me, the story of today's game was was Durant. I mean, just he was absolutely phenomenal. He gets you buckets when you don't really run your offense. He can get you buckets when you don't really have anything going. And tonight, he got the ball a little too deep for Drew Holiday, who, who does a nice job on him kind of out on the perimeter of the floor. But Kevin Durant got a little too close, and he can just shoot over people. He cannot just shoot over Drew Holiday. He was shooting over Anthony Davis tonight. So Kevin Durant was the best player on the floor tonight, and he was significantly better than the Pelicans' best player, which was Anthony Davis, who struggled. Yeah, the Pelicans came out and looked tight, and they couldn't make a bucket, give the Warrior defense credit. But tonight was about Kevin Durant coming out and saying, just like you talked about, Steiny, I'm Kevin Durant. I'm going to shoot 27 times and make 15 of them, and I'm going to make you remember this is a matchup problem and there is nobody that can stop me. And that's what this game was about. I mean, 118-92, Townie. That, that, that's a technical knockout. <laughs> yes, uh, that's blowing them off the floor. The number is 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. Something very simple. You don't have to go deep into your analytics department to figure this one out. Last game they lost, they were 9 for 31 from 3, while New Orleans was 14 for 31. That's the last box score I have in my hand. The new box score I have in my hand has Golden State going 11 for 33. The Pelicans from three were four of 26. The bottom line is the Pelicans haven't been a good three-point shooting team. They got a little bit better when Miritich showed up, but by and large, they're not a good three-point shooting team. So when they take that many, they – they should take that many for a reason. And tonight they were just they were just I think taking them to take them. But you know, to me, to me, I was 
I was disappointed in Anthony Davis tonight. This was this was a really really important game, and I don't mind if a guy's gonna. Sometimes guys miss shots. It, it happens even in big games. But I just I just don't think he he establishes himself enough in a big game. I mean, Kevin Durant went out there tonight and said, "I'm gonna go out and and play. I'm gonna I'm gonna make an imprint on this game." And maybe the imprint won't be 15 for 27. Maybe he won't make shots. But you can tell that Durant was going to go down kind of firing. I'm not sure Anthony Davis did that. I, I, he just seemed to play. He scored some. He got to the line a little bit. But when you look at it, he's 8 for 22. I mean, that, that's not good enough. And, he, and he, led, he turned the ball over six times. So... That's the guy I was a little bit disappointed uh, by because you have to have your great players play great in a big game. And the Warriors got really good games out of Durant. I thought Clay was really good early. And Curry, you know, found a way to get to his his 23 points. But Durant was the difference maker in this game. Yeah, and uh, he, he had a, the cast of characters to go along with him today with Steph and Clay Thompson. I mean, they were on fire. It set the tone early, Townie. And, you know, I'm known for my predictions. I'm always one game late. I thought the Warriors were going to come out with this effort game three, and it didn't happen. So I, I got in scared mode, like, uh-oh, we got something here. And they come out today and just suffocate the Pelicans. And Anthony Davis, Steiny, I was also disappointed. And I don't feel like from a physical standpoint, he's getting beat. It's almost more like mental, and you need to add some offensive repertoire, some moves to your arsenal. Well, I think he's got a lot of moves. I just don't think he's got one to hang his hat on. They they don't they clearly don't like to go to him in the low post in abundance. And I think it's because he doesn't want to be down there all the time. Because he knows that that's a more physical place to be. And so he's a very good face-up shooter. Uh, problem is, today he didn't make any threes. And so that's obviously going to be a factor. But I, I just... They're, they're not as talented as the Warriors. They have very little margin for error. So on a night when the, the Warriors are focused and... Davis doesn't play well. Miritich, I don't. I barely remember him even being on the on the uh, <sighs> on the floor tonight. And so the Warriors just did everything they needed to do uh, with the players that they needed to contain. Can I ask you a question, Guru? Yes, sir. Um, when did you start being known for your predictions? No, not the results, <laughs> just the fact that I make them. When when did when did people start thinking that's what you do? When, I, they, I when they became wrong. Oh, no, no, liar! Oh, I, there's a, I, no, I didn't but what re- Townie means is you don't. There's a buzz out there. I didn't know in there the Bay was area about your about predictions. Oh, you're the prediction I'll guy. I'm just, yeah. just waiting for you to correct me. Uh, yeah. I was just, I just, liar! I didn't know you were really known for that. But now that I know, triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. That's triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. The two box scores, by the way, are pretty crazy from last game to this game, because you think Rondo. Rondo was amazing. He had 21 assists in that game that they won. Tonight he had 11. Six. He had six? What am I looking at? Oh, yeah, 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 six. Yeah, he had rebounds. Yeah, he had six compared to 21. Now, a lot of that 
isn't really his responsibility. He can only deliver the ball, and, and the second half of it has to be somebody make a shot. But I thought that was a Warriors defense. I really do. Let, let's quickly go to Kevin Durant live at the podium. You know, driving to the rim, getting stops, getting rebounds, just you know, and then knocking down shots when they get you know the opportunity to shoot them. So I think uh, we played off each other well. We're gonna need it even more at home for Game Five. Kevin, you looked more, much more like energy, energetic and engaged. I was wondering, like, what was the pep talk you gave yourself was it this morning? Was it last night? Uh, just to, uh, try to tell myself that I'm. At my best when I don't care what happens after the game, uh, the outcome, or anything. I'm just my best when I'm free and having fun out there and, and forceful. I think that was the thing. And just try to play with force, no matter if I miss shots or not. Just keep shooting, keep being aggressive. And, um, you know, I just try to continue to tell myself that over the last day and a half and was able to go out there and knock down some shots. You looked like you were hunting shots right away. I think you had two jumpers in the first 90 seconds. Was that planned to just come out and really aggressive and, and go attack some shots early? Well, no, I wouldn't, uh, coach and, uh, I wouldn't say coaches drew up plays just for me. I think we, uh, you know, with the movement that we had and, um, you know, just uh, the sets that we run, we get a lot of side to side actions. Um, so when the ball came my way, I just tried to, you know, do my best to create something. It may not have been a shot, but just, you know, those times, a couple times I had shots to start the game. But after that, you know, hitting guys in the pocket, you know, we were getting some on the backside as well. So I just tried to be aggressive to do something, whether it's shoot or pass. And I had some good opportunities tonight. They uh, they had the slow-mo replays of their defense. Look like they were doing kind of like that battier where it's like hand over your eyes. Can you sense that when you're shooting those jumpers, when, when that's kind of their contest is in your face instead of like at the ball? Uh, I just try to look at the rim every time I shoot and uh, focus on that. And if I uh, you know, go through my fundamentals, uh, I don't worry about if I can't see the rim or not. Uh, you know, I just shoot so many shots over my lifetime that just kind of figure it out after, you know, no matter what happens. But I've also played against Shane Batty enough to get used to that stuff. So, you know, I did a good job of contesting. I got to do a better job next game, of, uh, you know, like tomorrow in practice of working on my game and seeing how I can get easier shots or better shots as well. Draymond uh, picked up his first technical of the playoffs today. What have, what have you thought both of his intensity and his restraint and, and just his overall play throughout the series? His restraint. Uh -huh. <laughs> Draymond knows exactly what he's doing out there. We all trust him. I think the tech he got today was, uh, I don't know if that was a tech or not. He just extended his arm, and I guess the ref had enough. You know, both sides were talking a lot to the refs. Or, um, so I'm sure the refs had enough, and Draymond was the guy that they were, you know, he was just the, he was just the guy at that moment. So I wouldn't say it was, a, it was a, you know, anything that he did. But he's been just playing intense, just playing, you know, good basketball, just playing hard. You know, I think that's the one thing that we all just try to do, man. Keep it simple and play hard, and everything else will fall in line after that. Kevin, were you aware it's the first time that you, this five started a game together ever? I did not know that. Does that surprise you? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I mean, we play that lineup a lot, you know, maybe not to start, but to finish. But, uh, you know, in the playoffs, you know, you just might have to switch your lineup up to match up with a team. And uh, this team plays uh, so small and fast, so, you know, I think it works and I, you know, works well for us that we can uh, we can get a small lineup out there as well. So we gotta we gotta be better next game if we want to win. Is that it? Ke Ke Whoa.
Kevin Durant there at the podium as, after he has an absolute monster game, 38 points. The Hamptons Five starting together for the first time ever. Interesting. You ask him. He didn't even know. A lot of people didn't know that, but that's the first time, Matt, that all five has started when we look at Iguodala, Durant, Green, Thompson, and Curry. And I know you love the Hamptons Five. I call it the small lineup, Townie, but that's just me. If you're a fan, you can call it the Hamptons Five. Steve Kerr won't. Maybe he's not a fan of this of this squad. Uh, it's interesting because it's clearly their best lineup. Everybody knows that. We also know that who starts a game is not important or not as important as who finishes a game. But I think the reason that he went with it tonight was to try to ensure that they got off to a good start. This, is, this was not the game you wanted to get down 15-5 and kind of rely on them to come back to earth a little. And in fact, what happened was the exact opposite. It was the Pelicans that ended up having to weather a storm, which they did, but it took them the rest of the first half to weather it. And I thought the, the, the key to the game, to me beyond a doubt, was the start of the third quarter when the Warriors weren't even – they weren't even efficient, really. There were about six possessions. The Warriors scored on two or three of them. The Pelicans didn't score on any. And all of a sudden, a six, seven-point lead just went up to 13 or 14 right away. And I was thinking, man, they just they did all that work. And I'm talking about the Pelicans, who got, who got down, what, 17 in the first quarter. They got it to four at one point right before the half. And then without really making the Warriors work, it was back up to 14 early in the second half. And I thought that was just way too much to overcome because at that point the Warriors had gotten back into their rhythm and it was going to be just uphill the rest of the way. The number is 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. How about about, uh, Steph Curry? Passes Manu Ginobili for third most threes in playoff history. He's now just behind... LeBron James and Ray Allen. When they, I was listening to our guys tonight, and when, when he hit the three and the elevated one, Tim Roy brought that up. I was like, wow, because you think of how many playoff games Manu Ginobili's been in. It's just pretty. It's just another amazing three point. It's not a record. He's going to get to it at some point, but no just, doubt. It just shows you how fast he is going up the record books when it comes to threes. Yeah, and you look at the makeup and the dynamic of the team. It doesn't look like you know this playoff run or championship run town is going to come to an end anytime soon. And I know series and games within the series, you can send a message. And today, the message was clearly. The Golden State Warriors let the Pelicans know we're the better team. Um, this series is over. And, oh, by the way, another 32 minutes for uh, Stephen Curry, 4-9 from deep and 8-17 from the field goal from, uh, from the field. Townie, I just don't know if the Warriors even expected, you just from a physical standpoint, Steph Curry being able to stand up like he is doing right now without no setbacks. And it looks like he's just he he's running perfectly. Yeah, I don't know about perfectly, but but you know he's doing enough. Obviously, I they didn't get him any shots in the first half. I mean, I think there was a point he made a three early, and then all of a sudden, all during the Pelicans' run in the first half, um, Curry wasn't really a part of it, and that was the time when Durant, I don't want to say got cold because he never really got cold, but he missed a few shots uh, in there at that time. 
But again, the Warriors, they set the tone early. And if you look at the box score, all the numbers are favoring them. Uh, in essence, just, just what they hold them to shooting. 36%. 36%. Pelican shot 36% at home. Ah, four for 26, now, 15% from three-point range. As, yeah. Ball game over. Yeah. And one you want to applaud, only 11 turnovers for the Warriors. Yeah, and that's and a, a huge that's a, that, yeah, that's a huge low number for them. Yeah, and a bunch of those uh came late. Steve Kerr's big stat is we want to have more shot attempts than the other team. And they had seven more shot attempts than the Pelicans tonight. We're gonna get to your calls at triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. Let's head back to New Orleans, Steph and Draymond at the podium. I think that did for this game. Uh I mean I kind of figured uh you know, before Steve said it, that that's what would happen. And so it wasn't a surprise. But, you know, I think it, it really set the tone for this game. You know, we flying around on the defensive end to start the game, pushing the tempo on the offensive end. And I think, you know, we got out to a 17-4 to lead or something like that. And so, you know, it really showed up for us and, and a great adjustment for us, for sure. Draymond, Kevin scored 38 points. Obviously, that's going to be a storyline. But... That first quarter defensive mindset you guys had, the tone you guys said early, uh, how much of that is communication? How much of it's trust? And just what did you think of the defense early on? I think the defense was great early on. Um, you know, we like I said, we got stops. AD was able to get going there a little bit, uh, but that's you know that's gonna happen. He's a great player, uh, but when you can shut everyone else down the way we did to start that start the game, uh, you know, it really sets the tone. And so. Uh, just to go out there with that mindset, we knew that if, if we go out and get stops, it'll get our offense going. And what that'll do is allow us to continue to set our defense. And, you know, that was key for us in building that lead to start the game. And, you know, we was able to hold on to it throughout. Uh, Draymond, it took you nine playoff games before you got your first technical foul. Can you talk about just sort of the balance between your intensity and your restraint throughout the series? You didn't, deserve, you didn't deserve that one. Yeah, I got. I, I, he told me I got a technical foul because I was yelling after every play. But I ain't say a word when I got a text. So, uh, I don't know. I was a little confused by that one. But, uh, yeah, so it should be 10 games. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's, you know, it's, um, and it's just, you know, like I said before, just growth. Uh, you know, understanding, you know, what's at hand. Um, understand, you know, how to use my emotion for me as opposed to allowing it to work against me. And, you know, I know that's big for us um, as a team. And so, you know, I just try to lock in and focus on that. Steph, in front, uh, did you realize that was the first time that five-man unit had ever started together for you guys? And is is there anything different to the feel when it's – because you play a lot, those five, but is there a different feeling to it when you're starting? I didn't know that till right before the game, but uh, it just the like Draymond said, the versatility of that lineup and everybody's a playmaker and defensively we we flying around. I uh, just got the energy right to start the game and we took advantage of it, got the momentum on our side and uh, able to set the right tone for the, for you know bouncing back after uh, a terrible game three. So um, see how it goes the rest of the series, but. It's just a matter of just locking in, playing with energy, talking, um, playing physical, and we, we did all of that. Steph, Steve said that uh, he felt like you had a conditioning breakthrough today. Do you feel that that's accurate? 
My lungs feel really good, yeah. It's third, third game back. Keep uh, keep pushing. Uh, after five five weeks, like adrenaline rush was crazy. The first game, and you ride that. Second game was a little different. Tonight felt good. Uh, as long as I'm out there, just just playing hard and and all that, and the timing and uh, endurance and all that stuff will come back. I've been working really hard at it. Hey, Steph, on that same note, what's just kind of the progress you think you're making in terms of being able to ramp up the workload even more moving forward? No concern, really. I mean, every time I get subbed out, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of pissed off, really, to be honest with you, uh, just because I feel like I have a little bit more in the tank, but coaches making you know, calls and trying to keep the right rotations in and whatnot, um, save me from myself a little bit. But as long as I have the mindset when I'm out there, like I said, just play hard and do what I, what I expect myself to do, help my teammates you know, out there on the floor, uh, it'll, all, it'll all start to click you know, more consistently. Uh, Steph Draymond is uh, third in the league and assists throughout the playoffs. Uh, how has he been facilitating out there, and what's that like uh, having him doing that? That's nothing we haven't seen before, uh, to be honest. He's got great core vision. Um, it's weird talking about you when you're sitting right next to me. Uh, Toot my horn. Uh, <laughs> it's. Uh, it's just you know high IQ type of player that when he's got the ball in his hands, seeing how the defense is playing him, seeing how everybody's moving around him, you know making passes on on time on target, and uh, and we have so many threats. If he makes the right decision, you know good things happen. So uh, it's kind of what he's been what he's been doing since he you know showed up six years ago. Yeah, uh, it's been been great to see that that part of his game evolve and. Uh, you know, we need that at times to kind of, you know, have some sure possessions when we need to get a good shot, and he's he's able to play, make, and facilitate. Draymond, um, I know you feed off the crowd when they're booing you and stuff, but do you, and this is a serious question, you ever get worried um, for your own safety? Some some knucklehead made a death threat about you tonight on, on Twitter. Yeah, I heard about that. No, I don't. Um, you know, if he feel the need to do something like that about basketball, and I feel bad for him. Uh, you know, it's kind of sad that someone would take this that serious. You know, when you're talking, at the end of the day, what's the game? And, you know, making death threats, talking about life. Uh, and I just pray that he gets the help that he needs. Uh, because I, I personally, number one, don't worry about it. Um, Number two, don't care that much about it. Now I care a lot about basketball. I don't care that much. And so, uh, being that you know we're in it every day, and we're you know literally blood, sweat, and tears in this every day, and it don't matter that much to me. It shouldn't matter that much to him either. So I just pray that he get the help that he need. Dream on back to basketball. Um, you get a lot of attention, obviously, with the small lineup, and particularly in this series with Davis and the matchup there. But what does Andre bring to that lineup? Just a lot of small things, I imagine, that we don't really take a lot of notice of. Oh, man, uh, just deflections um, all over the place and understanding that not many people have about the game of basketball. Uh, you know, he's um, I, at times, you know, uh, Steph and I talk about it all, you know, a lot, and we understand that at times, we can get a little crazy uh, trying to make the spectacular play. And Andre's the guy who we kind of get mad at because it's like, ah, oh, it's open. It's not enough. It's not open enough for Andre to make the pass. You know, he's just 
that steady force for us. And when he's out there with that small lineup, you got guys, them three guys running around like crazy. Uh, sometimes me trying to squeeze the ball into the smallest gap possible, and then he's just there kind of calming us down. And then what he brings on the defensive end, um, you know, being able to switch and guard bigs, uh, can obviously guard wings. And, you know, tonight he was huge on Miritich. Uh, he's key in this series. And, you know, the way Andre guarded him tonight was huge for us. So, you know, very important that I line up and, you know, what he brings to the floor for us, for sure. Draymond, you very specifically said that you wanted to see Steph and Kevin be more aggressive offensively. Specifically, Kevin looked like he was really seeking shots. Did you sense that? Did you know that was going to happen right from the get-go? I definitely seeked it. I mean, you could just tell like that, that very first play, the way he came off that dribble handoff where his mindset was at. And, you know, he, kept, he got to spot, I think, the first two plays and got a pull-up in the lane. And, you know, that's... That's what really gets him going, you know, him getting in his lane and getting to his pull-ups. That's what he loved. And so you could definitely see it. And then Steph came off, um, you know, was coming off screens and, and firing. Uh, and that was big for us. I still think, you know, he can be more aggressive. And as these, you know, as these playoffs go on, we're going to continue to need him to be more aggressive, and he will. But, you know, I think sometimes we fail to realize that he won't admit it, but the man had 11 weeks off. Uh, and, you know, coming back from that, you're still getting your feel. Um, shots that he, some of the shots that he missed today, he never misses and won't miss them again. So I just, you know, looking forward to continuing having him out there and, you know, picking up his aggressiveness as, aggressiveness as these playoffs go on. And then also, you know, Kay being aggressive as he was and, and Clay as well. Sometimes uh, teams have bad shooting nights, but with the Pelicans, I think missing 22 out of 26, threes. How much credit do you guys give your approach defensively to guarding them on the perimeter after the previous game? Uh, I mean, you know, we got to give our defense a lot of credit. Uh, you know, we were a, a huge part of that is taking care of the ball. Uh, we did a great job of that tonight, and they're not getting those transition threes. So then they're taking contested ones. And, you know, we get good contests, fly around on, you know, we get out of our set defense, you know, it makes it a lot tougher. So, um, you know, that was big. Uh, taking the threes away, you know, they hit a lot of them last game. So to take that away tonight, you know, it really showed up in, within the score for us. Steph, what what are you thinking when you see KD is clearly in a groove and the offense is running through him? And what's going through your mind while that's happening? Uh, just find ways to get him in scoring positions. I mean, sometimes that's not really hard to do. Uh, just throw it to him. But... Uh, <laughs> For the most part, you just try to find ways of space, give him room, either set a screen, try to create a mismatch, um, you know, whatever the, the, the read is. And, and uh, yeah, you just keep the game simple at that point because he's such a great scorer. You don't have to really overthink things at that, at that point. You just try to get him to the right spot and let him do what he does. And so, um, like, like Draymond said from the, from the jump, uh, the way he approached the first, you know, three minutes, trying to get to his spots and uh, you know rise up and, and knock the knock down those jump shots. Sometimes he doesn't even see any defense. He just you know needs needs the ball in the right spot, and and that's that's what it all that's all it takes. Uh, Draymond, obviously you're known as firing up crowds, either for you or against you, wherever you are. But it seems like every time your face is on the jumbotron here, the crowd crazily boos. Does this feel like even more intense than what you're used to? No, I get booed everywhere I go. Um, I appreciate them booing me. That that's 
that's that's some deep. You know, risk losing your voice trying to boo me. So, yeah, <coughs> thanks. I enjoy that. <laughs> no, I love it. I've been saying this, and I'm going to keep saying it. it. Embrace the villain role, and he does. He has a he has a national commercial, Draymond Green, the YouTube commercial where he's the pirate. You know, somebody wrote that for him though. He but he's he, not he he's ha- not faking it at all though. He has that commercial because of who he is. It's not because of his career. I mean, a little bit is. I mean, obviously you got to win championships. You got to be on a great team. But he's getting that commercial because of his personality. He's a natural he's, tough guy. He's the good villain. You know, where Rondo is like, you know, it was very obvious he didn't want to be lumped in with Rondo. He's an irritant. Yeah, he's a he's a dirty player. <laughs> I mean, that's a, you know, you're not going to say Draymond's a dirty player, but I love the fact that sports needs villains. It makes it better. It does. It does make it better, and that's why he and Rondo have been going back and forth because both those guys kind of play the same way, uh, I think, in terms of trying to get under the opponent's skin. Can I can I bring something up here? Let me do this real quick. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1, KGMZ San Francisco, the radio home for every single Warriors playoff game, and we're getting all of this great sound live from the podium, courtesy of NBA TV. Well, I think the key to tonight's game was – Durant stopped scoring at 38 points. Because had he gotten 40, they probably would have lost. No question. Because they're 0-4. Stats back it up. When they're 0-4, they're when when Durant... I can't stand that stat. <laughs> I can't stand it, Townie. I'll okay, tell you is why. It th- what's worse, Hampton's 5 or that stat? That's a tie. It's a tie. Because I went back and started looking at some of Durant's games, right? I hear some of the games he's had this year. He had 35, they won. 36, they won. 36, they won. 36 again, they won. I mean, 37, win. 38 tonight, win. It's just like 40 is just a number. It's just a number. By the way, he had 40 once last year, they won. So just because it's 40 doesn't necessarily mean the Warriors all of a sudden aren't a good team. Because there's no difference, really, between 40 and 38. And I can point to numerous times when he's had in the high 30s, and they've won. So there, I got that off my chest. I appreciate no, you. No, I understand that. it. I got to apologize for being great tonight because you guys didn't bring it. Yeah, why yeah. is that my fault? Yeah. If he scores 40, the Warriors are in trouble. But he had 38, so everything's exactly. okay. Exactly. I bet that's why Kerr pulled him when he did. <laughs> it is pretty amazing that the Warriors have won a road game and a franchise record 17 straight playoff series. That is pretty amazing. Now, the record is the Miami Heat at 19. But that's something. I mean, to go on the road and always get a victory in a series, that's why you keep going to the finals. Well, and it's also why you win it. Yeah. Because if you have home full, home court advantage, every single playoff series you've ever played in under Steve Kerr, and you also win a road game, guess what? It's ball game over. Yeah, you're, you're probably not going to lose that much. Uh, interesting thing from the text line here, uh, Townie. Somebody says they disagree. Uh, they say, I think that Draymond Green is – they think he's a dirty player to everybody else. Uh, that his image is that of a dirty player, but that he really isn't a dirty player. But he thinks that most fans would tell you Draymond Green's a dirty player. Only thing he has on his ledger to me, and it, it wasn't an act during the game, was the LeBron, 
you know, uh, the Family Jewel incident. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Other kicking. than that, I, there's not yeah. a notorious play to where you could say, Dre, oh, that dude was, he was trying to hurt that guy, like Rondo was doing with Steph. Draymond, like I said, has a natural, tough guy thing to him, and it's working. And I think the media, they gravitate to it. Rondo's trying to be that guy, but he's not. And at the end of the day, Stani, when you cite uh, victories like the Warriors have had in the series during the playoffs, when you go get a Kevin Durant to add to the nucleus of the two best shooters ever and one of the top, if not the top coach in the NBA, these are the results you get. And I call it the result of greatness, Stiney. When you got the three baddest dudes, the three of the most prolific shooters, I want to hear and see stats like they have about how just savage they've been throughout uh, Kerr's tenure in the playoffs. Also want to bring up another thing about Rondo, Rajon Rondo, playoff Rondo. How great he is. That is how he's a found a home. That is a great name. That, that's Johnny Ball game. Playoff yeah. Rondo. And you know what? You Sounds know like what? a superhero. And you know what? In game three, everybody says, he was great. Okay. Why was he great? Well, he was great because he had, what, 20-plus assists? Yeah. Okay. That I mean, that's unreal. You can't take 21 assists away from him. Uh, but you got to give credit to guys who are making shots, clearly. Today, he has six assists. So does that mean he played poorly? Well, I don't think he's played nearly as well as people think. He was 2-for-11 in Game 3. He's 2-for-10 today. So now you have a player who's, think about it, he's 2-for-10 from the floor, and he's dominating the ball, but he's only got six assists. So that tells me Rondo was not good at all tonight because he wasn't finding the guys who were making shots. He wasn't making shots. So he wasn't playoff Rondo today? No, he wasn't. All right, let's or, get to or maybe he was playoff Rondo, but people don't realize that he's the same playoff Rondo as regular season. Playoff Rondo, Rondo ain't all that, is what you're exactly. saying? Yeah, exactly. It's time to hear from the fans, brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers. Keep it real, make it Nation's. Bleacher Dave in Oakland. Well, the home team finally lost, so I guess the series started today, huh? Yes, yeah, that's interesting, because really many people would say it ended today. Yeah, I hate that thing. I think it's stupid and retarded. I love the Hamptons five, and thank goodness KD didn't score 40 because that usually means he's dripping through the game, settling the crank threes. And so we saw today he came out with a plan and a purpose. First two possessions of the game, he's matched up with Drew, and instead of cranking him from the arc, he turned his back to him, backed him down, and shot a, shot a turnaround that Drew just can't contest on. He doesn't even get in his eyesight. You know, when, when the Warriors are playing that way, offensively abusing the mismatch and you know rondo can't get assists because the defense is out there on those guys they they did not have the looks that they had uh when they're gonna play defense like that with this small lineup they're doing great but look if you're anthony davis and you're and you're the big boy you gotta finish around the rim i don't know what his percentage on shots at the rim was today but he was terrible give the warriors credit for harassing them with the smaller guys uh but new orleans can't win if he's not scoring at, at point-blank range. Hey, 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 New Orleans, I thought the Parasols start the second line because not even Marie Laveau could raise the Pelicans from the dead. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, Something happened there. Wow. He had that written down. Yeah, look at that. Had that, that now down. that's dirty right yeah. there. I definitely say that's material, too. That's dirty. Uh, New Orleans is a little dirty. The bayou. Yeah. It's, it's a little when shady. When did Dickinson on here? 
It's going to be a while before we get to JD. Let's go to uh, Jamie in Oakland. You're on 95.7. Hey, y'all. Thank you guys for uh, for all you do. I really love the analysis. Um, I just, you know, I just want to say I'm frustrated because, you know, when I hear them interviewing Draymond and talking to Draymond and even some of the analysis, it's like there's no recognition of the talent, man. It's it's all about his personality and what he irritates this or he does this or he does that. Man, Draymond is a elite defender, elite playmaker. You know, ask him what he thinks about how their offense ran. Ask him what he thinks about, you know, the vibe on the team as they were warming up. You know, those are the things I want to hear him talk about. I don't want to hear him talk about Ray John Rondo. I mean, that's just not that's, that's not interesting to me. So, you know, I just wanted to put that out there. You guys can uh, well, tear it apart all you want, but you know that—that's what I think. No, I mean, no, I think. Wow. I, I Get think, the hell out of here! I think <laughs> tonight the caller's right. Now, I guess if you're a if you're a media member, you can justify it because it was his first technical foul of the postseason. Okay, so it's a topic of conversation. I I guess uh, I think you had to ask about him about his uh, you know activity on the court about last game because he was in Rondo's face. I mean, he was involved in a ton of plays last game with the tangle-up with Anthony Davis, the stuff with Rondo. Uh, But, no, I I would agree. Tonight, every question but one should have been about the way he played. And then ask the one question about, well, you got your first tee tonight. What happened there? But I I agree with the caller. On a night like tonight, his play was infinitely more important than the way he acted on the court. You know, I'm I'm just digesting what we just seen, what we witnessed, and you know, fellas, I'm just saying to myself, why will we not see this come Tuesday night as the Warriors are home? If we do see slippage, I believe it's from a mental standpoint, totally, and not basketball, because the Warriors were dialed in, they were going everywhere on defense, like they the hair was on fire, and is it wrong for me to expect that performance? Yes. Right from the jump ball this Tuesday at yes, home. Yes, I think it's. I think it's. Why? Well, because not every game can be a. What did they win by? 102, 112, 121. You can't win every game by 26 points. I mean, do you think the Pelicans are going to go four for 26 from three point range against the Warriors? I mean, I'll just. I, I, I'll I could see what. them only getting a couple more. Well, I could see them okay. going seven, Put it this threes, Put it and this getting way. blown out again. Uh, if the line were 26, I'd take, right. I'd take the Pelicans on Tuesday. I'm gonna. I'll say that. No, that's the. That's that's you know, deep. I mean, I'm just saying. You, you never know what can happen any particular game. Spread I mean, tonight was only six, by the way. In this well, game. and the other thing is, of all the scenarios, even today, I didn't hear one person say. I think the Warriors are going to go in there and blow them out. It really was. Nobody said that. Everybody said, "Ooh, we got a series." Uh-huh. You know, they better. They better come to play today. They need to win. But nobody thought they were going to win by thirty, right? The number is 888-957-9570. The Warriors blow out the Pelicans 118-92. to We'll hear more from guys at the podium and take your phone calls right here on Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Obviously, it is our best five players. You know, so if you if you can get to your best five players, you know that's what you want to do. I didn't feel um, comfortable doing it last game. I wanted to continue to bring Steph back a little bit before we got it going because a, a lot of the small lineup is based on the high screens with Steph, and I wanted to see him a little bit more. I thought tonight he made a breakthrough uh, conditioning-wise, and uh, he was moving much better than he was in game game three. But you know. 
you're on the road, you're threatened, you put your best five guys out there and they start like that, it sets a great tone. Now back to Warriors wrap-up on the home of every Warriors playoff game, 95-7 The Game. Steve Kerr brought to you by Farah. Check out Farah.com and discover a new way to sell your home that's completely free for sellers. It's Warriors wrap-up. Chris Townsend, Matt Steinmetz, Daryl the Guru Johnson. He just said something very interesting, but I want to get to Pat and Stockton first. Welcome to 95.7. Hey, how you guys doing today? Good. I really enjoy the show, man. Listen, uh, Stiney, I, I think that was you, man. I'm not for certain, but I think it was you. You were talking about playoff Rondo. I'm a Warrior fan, man. But <clears throat> Rondo, okay, he's two for ten from the field. So if he drops, say he drops three buckets, you know, he's he's at 50%. But 20, what he did, you're talking about the assist. 20 assists, what he did defensively, what he did on the boards, man, that that's that's really – Fantastic, man. I mean, you you would never know that he was two for ten from the eye test. He was dominating the game, man. Which game? Um, the one that New Orleans won. Yeah, see, I not today. I mean, no, not not the six, not the six assist game. You were talking about when right. he had the twenty assists. He went two for ten from the field, right? Two for. Are you talking about today? No. Well, he went two for eleven in game three and two for ten today. So he's four for twenty-one okay. over his last three. I said twenty-one okay. assists. You can't take it. You can't take that away from him. The other half of an assist is a guy's got to score. Anthony Davis was was fifteen for twenty-seven in Game Three, and he's eight for twenty-two. So Rondo's assists are gonna go down. I, I get that. My point is, in this day and age of basketball, when the name of the game is knocking three three-point shots down, you don't have to guard him on the perimeter a lot of times. I, and he's just not a threat to make a shot or beat you consistently. I, I just, I listen, I, I get it. He can get in there and get 8-10 rebounds. To me, that doesn't mean anything from a guard. It just, rebounds happen. I, I'm not a big fan of that stat. It's just, it's just a stat that, that has to be filled in the, in the box score. But I'm not That's taking... That's the problem with basketball today, though, Stymie. You're talking about everybody wants to be the Warriors in Houston. Our referee AAU basketball, we got kids not even fundamentally sound, just throwing up brick after brick. The AAU coaches with no structure and discipline let them do it. It's it's, it's a problem. And I'm telling you, it's just everybody can't be Golden State you're right. in Houston. No, I you're absolutely right. That I, I couldn't agree with you more. I just think that the way the league is going now, that's the way – teams are trying to play. I think over time, more and more teams will get better at it. Um, maybe not as good as the Warriors, but I just think it's a trend, and I just think guards who I think guards who can't score, they hurt you these days. Like, if you have a true point guard, I mean, those guys got to score. They got to be able to make three-point shots. It's just the way the league why do is they, now. Why do they have to make three-point shots, Dimey, instead of just Say uh, just versus the two point shot. Because if they can't make a three, why, why should I? Why should I ever leave the lane if I'm guarding Rondo? I understand that, but I'm talking about. I mean, Rondo playoff Rondo was definitely something that's better than regular season Rondo. But let's talk about the other guy. Like take Ben Simmons for example. We know that the maturation process is that Ben Simmons is going to be a better shooter. I remember, man, I remember Jason Kidd couldn't throw a pee in the ocean. 
and he and he ended up retiring as like the fourth or fifth greatest three point shooter as far as threes made in the history of the league. I mean, so I mean, it it will come. Not but for, I, I mean, for Rondo. Uh, I mean, Rondo's on the Rondo's got two or three years left in his career. I mean, he's like huh? thirty. Rondo's like thirty plus. Okay, but I mean, Rondo's the exception to the rule. He just can't shoot. But what about the other point guards? They're not other point guards in the league. Even Lonzo Ball improved dramatically towards the end of the season. I don't think we're arguing anything. I'm saying you got to be able to shoot in this day and age. I think you guys are like this. Let me take it if I can take over. Can we, can we be done with this? Yeah. Okay. I think today, Steiny, you tell me if you like this. Playoff Rondo was the quarterback with the ball. The basketball was actually the football, and he was looking to pass, and the Warriors' defense was so suffocating, guys weren't getting to their spots. Where last game it was easy and open gym-like and, you know, fast and free. And today, Stani, Rondo was – I saw him dribbling the ball like, damn, there's nowhere to go with this pass. I felt like there you was a lot of that You drop back a pass today. and no one's open. I, I well, felt like there was a lot of that, especially on the break. Well, I mean, he, here's where I don't – I just don't – Take stats at face value. All right. So Rondo had a great game three, right? Because he had 21 assists. The numbers will tell you that. And he had a terrible game four because he only had six assists. Well, what if there were five shots in game three that were exactly the same as they were today in game four, but they made those in game three and they missed them in game four? In other words, Rondo's played the exact same way. I'm not saying he did, but... To get an assist, you can only do 50% of the job as a point guard. You can only do 50%. You give it to the guy who's got who's to make a bucket. But after you give it to him, you got no control over it. Hey, I understand. Regular season townie is different from playoff townie. It's just well, that means you don't bring it during the regular season. <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't. Well, I, I save it for June. Let's go to Lee in Santa Clara. Go ahead, Lee. Hey, guys. I want to talk about the Hamptons 5 lineup, and I thought it was really interesting that after the game, Kerr already said that that's the lineup he's starting in Game 5. And usually Kerr plays it really close to the vest, so it's kind of uh, kind of interesting. And we might actually see the Hamptons 5 start you know, all through the finals if, if the Warriors get there. And the other point I wanted to make in terms of the lineup, how crazy is it that Looney is the sixth man on this team now? He actually got more minutes than anybody else coming off of the bench. I mean, it's, it's amazing to see how far that guy has come. Obviously, Kerr trusts him you know, at any point in the game, and I just hope that we can, uh, we can re-sign him for, for next year. And then last point, and then I'll get off the, uh, get off the line here. Uh, playoff Rondo actually has a worse shooting percentage than regular season Rondo. Have a good day, guys. My man Lee. By the way, <laughs> the text line, Stein, you had the Warriors in a sweep I before, saw this which one. is true, and now you have the Pelicans winning. I don't have the Pelicans winning on Tuesday. Somehow they heard that. I don't, the, I don't, I don't know. have the Pelicans winning on Tuesday. I don't know what Stymie's saying. I, said, I haven't given my <laughs> prediction yet. I'll tell, you what I, I'll tell you what I said, 5-1-0. I said, if you give me 26 points, I'll take the Pelicans. Yes, which doesn't mean you're saying they're going to win. It means you're going to cut. You're, all you're Thank saying you. is you're going to cover the spread. Thank you very it's much. It's a whole different argument there. Thank you. You're saying you'd take the 26. Thank you. And, who, I, who, and by the it? way, I'd be I'd be right behind you making that bet. What was the name of the gentleman that called before? That was Pat and Stockton. But Pat and Stockton was, I mean, he was legit. I mean, he was 
we're just we're talking about stuff. You don't have to cut a guy off. I didn't cut him Somebody off. Somebody cut him off. It wasn't me. It was it's Alex like a, with the quick trigger. I wasn't right there. saying you. You know, he. It was a good, good basketball debate. Hey, you know something we haven't talked about tonight? Another poor shooting performance by Clay Thompson. Get it out your system. Yeah, but you know what? He, he made some shots in the first half Man. that that were a big reason why the Warriors were in control. But you're right. You know what, though, Tony? I'm a six. I hate to say it, but I throw stats out when it's a 30 point game. Unless it's a game, unless you're on the losing team. If you're on the winning team, that whole that whole second half, you're just trying to stay in front, not make mistakes. You know, you're just trying not to be not to be stupid. That's all. I just had a thought, Tony. And I need to slow down. All right. But I'm thinking about game one. Don't hit send yet. Are you sure about this? These ships are about to collide. Game one. Uh, Houston's about to take the court in Utah. And if they win tonight, both series could be over ASAP. And we're going to get what we want and deserve uh, here shortly between the Rockets and Warriors. And everything, including us, will be ramped up. Yeah, because that's the only team I think that can give this team a run for his money. Yeah, because if I ask you, are you excited to see Cleveland Golden State again in the finals? Uh, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not. Because not LeBron, that would be the good part. But the cast of He's characters a flawed are not player. ready. It's it's a lose lose. Mm. The NBA Finals will be the Western Conference Finals, God, and the sad man. part is neither Boston. Might be able to win a game. Philly doesn't have a chance against the Warriors, but they're not going to have to play the Warriors. Boston's going to play hard if they get in there. I think it's going to be Cleveland. And here's the problem for LeBron James, not for me. Uh, Another that one team's to... overmatched. <laughs> that team's overmatched. They probably are going to be ten to one underdogs. The Cavs are going to lose, and everyone's going to say LeBron James is a loser. But they never acknowledge that individuals do not beat teams he's in basketball. He's a flawed player. Matt. Just... He's a flawed player and not a scorer. So you know, I mean, that's just that's what that's why I can't stand. That's why I can't stand people that don't don't understand nuance. If they lose the finals, they'll say you, LeBron's a failure. After this playoffs, they're going to say yes. That. He's After incredible. These playoffs, they're going to say, well, he lost to the Warriors. Well, no kidding, he lost to the Warriors. Remember when John Elway couldn't win? He didn't win the big one, even though he'd be phenomenal in the AFC Championship game to get a lesser talented Bronco team to the Super Bowl. But he'd lose in the Super Bowl, and everybody's oh, he's a loser. Yeah, but uh, LA's not it, a loser. It's like Stani saying, if LeBron does get this marginal team to the finals. We're, we're done. There's nothing to see here. No, we're not done. we got to see how he plays and if the team wins well, or loses. I'll tell you exactly how he's going to play. He's going to play great, but he's going he's gonna to play exactly like he did in 2015 when Iguodala won the MVP for theoretically guarding LeBron, even though LeBron averaged 35 a game, but he was not efficient. That's what's going to happen. He will not be efficient against the Warriors. Triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. We'll take your phone calls, and we're heading to New Orleans next to talk to our man John Dickinson. It's Warriors wrap up, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. I try to tell myself that I'm 
at my best when I don't care what happens after the game, uh, the outcome, or anything. I'm just my best when I'm free and having fun out there and, and forceful. I think that was the thing. Just try to play with force, no matter if I miss shots or not. Just keep shooting, keep being aggressive, and you know, I just try to continue to tell myself that over the last day and a half, and was able to go out there and knock down some shots. Now back to Warriors wrap up on the home of every Warriors playoff game, 95-7 the game. Warriors wrap up Chris Townsend, Matt Steinmetz, and Daryl the Guru Johnson. We now head to New Orleans. John Dickinson joins us. And John, I think I have figured it out. You ready? Ready. Steve Kerr said tonight, and I'm sure you heard it, you were there. He says this team turns it around, plays different when they feel threatened. And I haven't heard that until tonight. And I went, you know what? That's that I I think we have now figured it out. When they feel a little bit threatened, that's when we get one of these performances. Yeah, absolutely. And and you just look at game 1 of this series when we were talking about all the legitimate concern about playing the Pelicans for the Warriors in in this series based on how well the Pelicans closed the season, how poorly the the Warriors had closed the season, although they had been playing a little bit better against San Antonio in the first round, and and based on what the Pelicans did to to Portland in the first round. So they come out and they play a great game one, uh, and then as the series progresses, the Pelicans played a little bit better against the Warriors in game two. Warriors didn't play quite as well other than Stephen Curry, who came back at just the right time to help them win that game and then you come into this building 2-0 and again if there's one time you're going to have a let up that would be the time that you would maybe have a a let up and it's also the game that the Pelicans have to have if they want to have any chance at at extending the series so you look at the layout of that uh, it adds up to a blowout and then today the Warriors felt threatened enough to change their starting lineup and, and put their best five players on the floor at the beginning of the first and third quarters, and that was the story of the game, along with Kevin Durant. It was that lineup with Curry and Thompson and Iguodala, Durant, and Draymond Green getting out to a 20-8 to lead and then putting it on uh, to a 24-10 count in the third quarter uh, after the Pelicans had made a run late. That was the story of the game, that lineup and a massively aggressive afternoon from Kevin Durant. Now, J.D., you're on site. You're there in the arena from my seat I could hear and see the defensive intensity. Were you shocked? Was that noticeable as soon as the ball was tipped? It was noticeable. I wasn't shocked, but it was noticeable from the moment the game began that they they were on a different level defensively uh, than they had been really at any point in this series. And and I think they they changed up the way they were playing Rajon Rondo uh, to almost make him shoot. You know, a lot of times Rondo will get into the lane and he, he's comfortable just dribbling around, doing whatever he wants, but he's doing it so he can kick to a shooter. Uh, the shooters weren't open, and they kind of made Rondo shoot, not in the way when you sag off of somebody and you say shoot, but they kind of gave him, they kind of made him drive, but then forced him to pull up a couple of times. And, and without anybody to kick the ball to, he had to take the shot, and, and he missed a, a bunch of those shots and was pretty terrible tonight, and I thought that was a big key. I thought the way the Warriors defended the rim was also a big key early. Anthony Davis missed some layups because he was contested, and 
there were some plays where he just they kind of made him fumble and bumble his way through, uh, and I think that changed the game. You know, Davis was getting to the free throw line, but I think the aggressiveness that the Warriors started the game with led to maybe some of the fouls toward the end of the first half. The Warriors wiped that out at the beginning of the third quarter, and it was blowout city from there. J.D., uh, it appeared to me like Durant, before the game, knew he was going to get get shots. He was going to take shots today and 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 try to try to score some points and put some pressure on uh on New Orleans. Uh did did he mention anything about playing that way to start the game or did he downplay that? He downplayed it, but but Draymond Green said he could tell the first offensive possession the way he caught the ball and made his move that he was going to be having a big-time game. And Stephen Curry sat right next to Draymond Green at the press conference, and Curry kind of smiled and nodded his head like, yeah, I could I could tell it was coming too. So Durant likes to give you the, the opposite answer, I think, of, of what you think he's going to say sometimes when it's a, a basic question like that. So he downplayed it, but I think Draymond Green and then Stephen Curry's body language, that told you that they knew uh, that it was going to be a big game and that he clearly wanted to be aggressive. And Steve Curry talked to both Curry and Durant about being more aggressive after Draymond Green had said yesterday he didn't feel that they'd been uh, aggressive enough either. Curry more on the strategic side of it, uh, showing them ways that he felt they could be successful in being more aggressive. And Kevin Durant, I mean, you know, we talked about the three-point shot, and I'm just looking at the, the line here for Durant. Wound up two for five from three, but he, he almost abandoned the three-point shot, I thought, in long stretches. It was going to be about getting into that mid-range, hitting his pull-up shots, doing the things that, that he really does best when, when he's playing well. J.D., the one thing uh, that, that I noticed was the, the Warriors, I believe, started uh, five for seven from three-point range. They end up they end up eleven for thirty three, which means you do the math. They were six for twenty six after that, or something like that, uh, and yet they they managed to keep a comfortable lead. But for that uh, late second quarter run, uh, how were they able to do that? Well, they were able to do it because they were, they were really good from two. But I'll tell you the other reason they were able to do it, they held the Pelicans to their worst three-point shooting game of the entire season. And that was the big question from the New Orleans side uh, and the, the folks that cover them on a, on a regular basis is what was going on offensively. You know, from the, and, it, and it was a lot to do with what the Warriors did defensively. So I think, I think it was really about Durant and the twos and I think it was about the defense, which also still gave them a significant advantage from the three-point line. I mean, the Pelicans hit four for 26, which, again, was their worst three-point shooting game of the entire season, a regular season or playoffs. So you, you add that up, and the Warriors still had a 21-point edge uh, in three-point shooting in a 26-point victory. J.D., JD, you know, a lot of people were making uh, you know a lot of noise about Steph Curry and his return, but I'm not hearing a lot of follow-up. Just another quiet 32 minutes. Oh, by the way, 23 points. What have you seen from Steph from a physical standpoint? Because I don't see him laboring like I thought he would, you know, with his wind or whatnot. Seems like he's doing okay. Now, Steve Kerr thought he hit a breakthrough. Steph said he thought his lungs were feeling really good after the game, and Kerr meant a breakthrough physically as far as the conditioning goes. So he's been, you know, he handled him 24 minutes the first game, a little bit more his second game back, uh, could have played maybe a little bit 
more even than that. Uh, and I, I think he thought that Curry really got a good run in and looked as good physically as he has uh, now in the three games back. So so mark that down uh, moving forward now with Curry because, you know, look, we're all going to be watching him every single movie makes between now and the end of the season, uh, and it's good news. Let's just put it that way. Good news on all fronts as far as Curry goes physically. Now his game, is he a little rusty? Were they a little rusty first couple games playing with him? It hasn't all clicked yet. Uh, and if anything, maybe they went back to a little more of the, the Durant-heavy offense today to take some of the heat off of Curry. But uh, you know that that game's coming where, where he goes off and everybody joins the fray. Uh, J.D., how important do you think it was that uh, Durant finished with 38 and, and Steve Kerr was able to get him out of there before he hit 40, uh, considering that the Warriors were, were 0-4 when he scored 40 or more this year? Did Kerr talk yeah, no about doubt. that? No, he didn't. But if if he had scored two more, the the twenty seven zero run was coming. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> if, he had, if he had scored two more, even with two minutes left, the Pelicans yeah. would have hit twenty seven in a row. There's yeah. no question about it. <laughs> hey, uh, no, I, I I I here's a stat for you. At least I got it up through last year. Last year, the Warriors were six and one when Durant scored. 37 or more points. So I picked out the number 37 as the magical number. That's it. Yeah. That, that's absolutely right. That's the number. Tell us what life is like being around Draymond Green right now. It's fun. I mean, there's a lot going on. He's He seems like he's having a good time. I mean, that was one of the more appalling things. I mean, there was, a, I guess, a death threat on Twitter. Somebody said he, he hoped on Twitter, hoped Draymond got you know shot. Outside of the arena, or something like that, yeah. uh, post game, which was something I hadn't even I hadn't even seen or noticed until it came up uh, in the post game press conference. He got asked about being booed. Uh, he got asked you know, if he feels safe during the during the. The, the game, you know, when you hear something like that, and uh, he, he just—I think he's got the right balance right now of playoff intensity, towing that edge, getting right up to the line, maybe even crossing it. I mean, he was joking about the technical that he picked up, and thinking he didn't deserve the technical, uh, you know, that he got, but in a playful way, not in a "I'm ticked off, ever the world's against me" kind of a way. I, I just think he's enjoying the competition. Uh, as much as anything, but no, he's he's on one right now. It's one of those. It, it's Draymond Green's world in every post game press conference or, or media session at practice. And yeah, I've had a front row seat these last four days. So you think about this team. I mean, they're they're like rock stars for God's sakes. But with Draymond Green, he takes so much attention, and so much attention is on him how much does teammates love that that they don't have to deal with as much because so much of focus is on him yeah I think that helps I mean I think that helps but I still think there's a ton of focus on the other guys especially Curry and Durant like I don't think Draymond's taken any focus off of either one of those guys uh, just because those guys are, are mega stars I mean he's the guy that likes to talk the most he's the guy that's probably got the the best personality, you know, he likes, I mean, he's the guy that of all of them, you know, he walks in the press conference room and this is how you can tell a guy's really into it. He walks into the press conference room and he'll take the mic 
mic off the mic stand and hold it in his hand to make sure it's nice and close and he's got a good, you know, loud level. Uh, he likes having the microphone in his hand. There, there's no doubt about it. And I, I, one of the things that I was just kind of thinking out loud during the course of the series, and one thing that just popped into my head uh, with the Charles Barkley back and forth with, with Barkley and, and Draymond Green and, and this and that, I think 20 years from now, Draymond Green is going to be Charles Barkley. Like, I, I think he's going to be the guy in that role on television if he wants to be. Uh, I, I just think, it, I mean, it seems like, I mean, he would almost be the heir apparent, I think, to a guy like Charles Barkley. He didn't have the career that Barkley did, obviously, although they both might be Hall of Famers. Yeah. You, you never really know. I mean, it, it, at the end of the day, I mean, Draymond, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility, but I just look at his personality and the way he'll just say anything that's on his mind and he's not afraid to be blunt. I, I could fast forward, you know, whatever that is, 15, 20 years down the line, and Draymond Green is the, the heir apparent, the guy that maybe winds up on the next version of whatever inside the NBA is on TNT. J.D., it uh, looks like it's about 7 p.m. Uh, where you're at, and the question I want to ask you is, what do you got? Uh-oh. Little action, little action tonight. You better have some action. It's still Jazz Fest, right? Well, no, it is still, it's still right. Jazz Fest. I mean, they don't shut down Frenchman Street. <laughs> they don't shut down. They don't shut down Rue Bourbon. They don't. They don't shut. They don't shut these places down uh, just because it's it's Sunday at seven o'clock. Yeah, and, I guess. I guess so. Okay, you got, so. you got you got you you got you got an option here. You can leave and go start partying, or we can ask you about Rondo. Which one do you want to do? Now you can ask me about Rondo. It's nah, fine. We're done with Rondo. All right, have a good time, buddy. We'll see you back here on Tuesday. All right, sounds good, guys. Safe travels, John Dickinson. God, it's good to be him right now. Getting paid to yes, be in New Orleans? Yeah, Come on. Yeah, but you know. Jazz Fest? Such a tough decision now at 7 o'clock on a Sunday. I guarantee, you know Dickinson. Guarantee he's got an early flight tomorrow. you got to get to the French Quarter, well, right? I've done that before. You just don't go to sleep. Yeah, you're different. What good? I mean, yeah, you're a different animal. Well, he is a little younger than us. I I, I couldn't do it. I remember being there uh, last time we were there, and our old oh the Super Bowl. Our old partner. I was. There are some stories. John Lund and I were in the same room together, and I patted him on the head and said, "See you later, buddy," and went straight to the airport. Wow. Sleep on, the way, ball game. sleep on the way home, boys. Yeah. yeah, it is a long flight. It's time for Play of the Game, brought to you by American Express, proud partners of the Golden State Warriors. Durant takes it left side, shoots over Davis, and he has just been aces in this game today. Money. If you have a play of the game, you got to have a stop of the game. Stop of the game, brought to you by... Quick Stop Markets, fill up and load up at Quick Stop. Holiday, pick and roll with Davis. Holiday gets a free pass all the way in, rejected by Durant. A ball goes off Anthony Davis, out of bounds to the Warriors. Rejected. You know, Steve Kerr, I wish would have said what he said tonight. He would have said, like, game one. Because that's the answer. When are we going to get the A game or, like, their best game? We don't get it until they feel threatened. That's the perfect well, word for it. When was the last time this team was threatened? Yeah, let's hear it one more time. This is, you know, 
how many times have we talked about the Golden State Warriors this year? And they haven't played the exact same way. It's been a good year, but and it's this is it. You're on the road. You're threatened. You put your best five guys out there. Threatened. Well, they, it was. Wow. Yeah, it was. It was their most most consequential game since Game Seven two years ago, because they only lost one game last last year, and that was after they were up three games to none. So they they'd never been facing a loss that would even up a series since that point. And they're still champions until some, until uh, somebody knocks them off. So uh, it was a championship performance by a team that is hoping to win another one. Okay, so how about this? All the stuff that talk about flipping a switch, and I, that's all bogus. We now know when the Warriors feel threatened – that's when they're going to come and get you. Because they can have a lackluster performance even in the postseason. It's when all of a sudden they go, okay, guys, but, here we go. But let's I say, love that threat. Well, but hold on. Let's say they play Houston. And they don't really respect Houston. They don't think Houston can beat them. Even when Houston wins a few games, they don't think that. So they never feel threatened even when they get down 3-1. Then we'll have to see. Yeah, you never know. Whoa, yeah. It's time to go watch the Sharkies. Sharkies in Vegas. Time to watch the Rockets jazz game. I want to know who was that that opened the door for the uh, the Sharks. I'm into that. It's uh, always somebody famous. Looked like Carrot Top. <laughs> That's what it looked I thought like you said be. somebody famous. Nick, An- oh. Nick Anderson? Is that who? Blake Anderson. Oh, from, really? Yeah. From, oh, my gosh. You're kidding. I still don't know no, who I'm he is. No, I'm not kidding. Wow. Why would I kid? Well, that's a big That's a big Who one. is he? It's a big I have no idea. Blake Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> I know this. Oh, from Workaholics. I know this. What's important is Arlo. Smart home security. That's what's smart. You need security at your house. You need the cameras. 1080p HD. These cameras are phenomenal. I love the app on my phone. If anybody comes to my door, I get immediate, immediately, I will get a notice on my phone that someone is at my door. I love that. And if I am home or not at home, I can talk to that person. I can be in Tahoe and say, why are you at my front door? No, thank you. I do not need whatever while you're there. I mean, it's great. I mean, you always know what's going on at your home. And there are... The way they battled through the weather this year, the the cameras, it's it's truly amazing. It's a wonderful product. They're weather-resistant, Townie. And the other thing is you can get them at Best Buy now, too. Uh, They've always had them at Best Buy, but now people are being made more aware that they're at Best Buy. So So you you go to Arlo.com, do your research, and then you go down to Best Buy and you pick up your cameras. Arlo Smart Home Security. I'm telling you, Guru, you and your family and your kids – you're going to feel secure when you have your cameras up. So we need to get you some Arlo Sign cameras. Sign me up. Yeah. That's going to do it for Warriors Wrap-Up. Coming up next, it's Kolsky. It's Big Herbs. Keep them company. 888-957-9570. And we'll see you all tomorrow right here on 95.7 The Game. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage get cox internet powered by fiber with america's fastest download speeds it's internet built for tomorrow today cox always building better cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection speeds vary and are not guaranteed cox terms and other restrictions may apply analysis by ukulip speed test intelligence data fixed median download speeds usq3 2023